Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Coach Weaver, welcome back to Culture Closure. And uh, we're just capping our interview with Angus Reed. And I am just blown away every time I talk to him. He's an amazing man, an amazing leader, an amazing competitor, and everything that we should stand for when it comes to athletics. Yeah, that was, I go back and I think about our, our podcast, and we normally interact a little bit more with our guests, but I just wanted to sit back and listen to his whole conversation from his story, his successes. And then his signature, how we kind of tooled the whole new way we do our podcast because of who he is and what he does um, and how he talks about his signature uh, from Coach Dan and, and what that looks like. But, man, what a what an awesome episode just to sit back, relax, and full of knowledge. And, uh, man, I, I could listen to it over and over and over again. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, the last segment of our new show format, the signature piece, it takes John Gordon's caring trademark, which we've done for a couple of years now, and it just adds another dimension to it. Because as an offensive lineman, Coach Dan would tell him that every time you put your hand in the dirt, you're signing your signature. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that comes from. And, and it, it's so true. Everything that you do in every aspect of your life matters. Yeah, and I think about every time that we coach a game on Friday night, or every time that you're at a wrestling match, or any time that I'm telling a kid how to get out of the blocks, you know, whenever they put their hands down and whenever they're going to run or go compete, they are signing their signature to the question that hit home with me, you know, the question that hit home with me to to any coach. And man, I'm full transparency here, but going back to that seven word question. Putting it back on the kids, how good do you want to be? And I've never had a coach ask me that, nor have I asked the kid that. Now I think we ask a blanket statement to our kids like, hey, how good do you want to be? How you how good you want to be is how the seniors are going to go. And But you never sit down and have that personal relationship like Coach Dan had that really challenged him. And that, man, it... That has sat with me all weekend that we can have so much more of an impact as a coach, as a CEO, as a boss, asking people that are under us or not even under us, people that we have influence over, how good do they want to be and then help them achieve that goal. I've got two points to speak to that. And, uh, and I totally agree. The first thing, when he said that, how good do you want to be? I thought of Nick Saban's book. Uh, it sits on my bookshelf. That's the exact title of it. And it is full of gems uh, from after he won his first national title at LSU. Um, so I think about that, right? And so if it's good enough for Saban, it should be good enough for all of us, right? Absolutely. Um, the second thing that I think about, and we talked a little bit about it in the show, uh, but it's it's resonated with me. I've been mulling it over the last couple of days too all weekend, is we tell kids how good we need them to be. Mm. We never ask them how good they want to be. Yeah, and I, I think about, and we've talked about this, I think, in Coach Ware's episode, it's transactional. Like, what can you do for us? What that product that you put out there will benefit the team, benefit the coach. We win the game. It's transactional. It's not the other way around. Like, how can I help you achieve the goals that you have set out for you? Culture Closure is brought to you by ProQuick Draw. 
a powerful platform used on Microsoft Visio and PowerPoint to allow football coaches to organize, format, and export playbooks, scout cards, and presentations efficiently. Visit ProQuickDraw.com for a free 30-day trial. ProQuickDraw is the Microsoft Playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, drawing within PowerPoint, and Visio. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Yeah, for me, you know, my biggest takeaway. And uh, again, I highly encourage our listeners to go out and support Angus with his endeavor on Thank You Coach. It's phenomenal. Uh, there's a little bit of scheme in there. There's some X's and O's. There's culture written all throughout it. And it's from the player's perspective. So it's just a little different spin. Um, but the thing that I really appreciate about him is I feel like I know Coach Dan, right? I feel like he's my position coach. I feel like I played for him in the CFL for 11 years. Um, and, and that doesn't just happen, right? It's that relationship piece, the first rule of the ship. The very first thing, it starts with the relationship, whether it's taking Angus out to eat so we can get to know him as a new uh, drafted, you know, a, a draftee mm -hmm. coming into the organization, or whether it's handing out payday bars or giving them a winning grade not just a grade, but a winning grade uh, and holding them to that standard. Um, I, I think about just all the life lessons that get passed on um, and it's not all perfect, right? Like a relationship is like a bank account. You got to make some deposits, but you're going to withdraw also. Sure. You just can't let that account hit zero. And so the whole time I'm thinking about this and I feel like I know Coach Dan, I feel like I've been coached by him intentionally. And that makes me pose the question, what do you as a leader in, an or in whatever organization you're in, whether you're a, a teacher or a coach or a professional or you're just someone who just likes to listen to our podcast or you're a player, like comes down to how do you intentionally build people up so that you can prepare them? It's the four for 40 with Nick Winkler, right? Like how do you in the, in the four years that we get them in high school, how do you set them up for the next 40 years when they aren't going to play the game of football? Because we all know the NFL stands for not for long. Right. And, I'm going to play off of that real quick. So we just watched the Super Bowl. We watched the greatest. And the commentators were talking at the end of the game. You know, there was all these protocols, all these things that could come in. Uh, going through the season, getting four new guys. Gronk comes out of retirement. He has all these younger guys that are on the team. Devin White, uh, stud linebacker. And the announcer goes, that's what Brady does. And the announcer was Tony Romo. He says what Brady does is he builds people up and wants them to feel like they're a part and building them up and making them feel like this moment is so special and enjoying it. And it goes back to when they won the NFC uh, championship and he was talking. He said, let's get some other guys up here. And that's exactly what we want. People that listen to our podcast, as you said, our the coaches, you know, players, that are leaders, captains on their team. How are you intentionally building up people around you to make them better? Um, you know, so I, I just think about that. You know, we just watched the greatest who could easily say, look at me, I have seven. But he's on the flip side, building people up and helping them 
or showing them how to enjoy this moment or getting them to enjoy this moment. Yeah, two thoughts on that also. My wife just watched the last three minutes of the ball game with me, so the game is well out of hand. It's 31-9. to nine. The Bucks' defense at that point has been dominating. Um, by the way, she feels really good about Levante David and and Dominican Sue getting a ring. Just uh, going to put that plug in from, uh, from dear old Nebraska U. But uh, two thoughts. She goes. She looked at Tom Brady. She goes. Wait a minute. How long's he been? How, how long's he been on the Buccaneers? And I'm like, first year. And she's like scratching her head. Like that doesn't just happen. And the answer is you're right. It doesn't just happen, right? Um, and then I think about Bruce Arians. And I've been a Bruce Arians fan for a long time. Another book here. If you have not read Quarterback Whisperer, you need to put that on the top of your list. Uh, because another relationship guy, right? Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians, he always puts a whole bunch of alcohol in his trunk when he goes to every game. Uh, and then he stands outside by his car next to the player entrance, and he's got the trunk open, and every player who comes out gets two things. They get a beer and a hug. And amazing. <laughs> and Now, we can't do that in high school. Obvious, yes, obviously. But, but that's the relationship, right? Like what 70 year old man who you might look to as maybe kooky or like your grandpa type Tom Brady wouldn't just go there if he didn't know Bruce Arians was great at building relationships. Right. And you know, Brady, and speaking of that, Brady said in an interview, he said, I think they asked him, uh, maybe it was Scott Van Pelt or something. He goes, what makes y'all different? Like what if he goes, we enjoy each other in the locker room. And that happens because the person that's in the leadership position Bruce Arians, which is also the oldest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl now. So it doesn't matter your age, you know, and and I'm going to talk about this and get on a soapbox for probably 30 seconds for our listeners. People think culture is this young, new, hip, um, cliche, like everybody's like, oh, culture, it's the word. Um, But if you live it every day, you don't have to fake it. It's in you. You care about kids. You're building relationships. You're empowering kids to become the best they can be and the best they want to be. And I've seen it happen both ways, right? Like I've seen NFL locker rooms that you play your final whistle and and you go and you shower and you change and you kind of give the guy next to you a handshake and you say, well, maybe see you next year. Maybe you won't. And you walk out of there. And then I've seen the others where it's like heads are down, like full embraces. It's way into the early hours of the morning. You don't want to leave because that's the last time the team gathers together. And it's that second one that is so hard to build. And most pro organizations fall short of that. Yeah. I think the Patriots had it a little bit earlier. And the Buccaneers are oozing with it right now. Like there's no talk if Brady's coming back or not. Like, He's coming back. Everybody's coming back. It's time to go do it again. Uh, last point I want to make, and, and this is pointed to you. You and Tom Brady have something very in common. Um, and people are going to listen to this podcast a day after the Super Bowl. But 19 years ago, please share that moment. Yeah, so um, I was just uh, in college doing an internship with the NFL. Um, I happened to get on with security for the Super Bowl because one of the guys I went to college with, his dad, uh, was big up in the company. And so he would always take us, uh, us being football players from our, our school. Um, and we would get three hours of internship credit. Uh, 
and then we would go to the Super Bowl. And I did that for three years, and you get paid, and you're working Super Bowl detail. And my first Super Bowl was Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. So uh, I, I almost wrote a blog, actually, before blogs even existed, but um, I wasn't that good at writing or organize, organizing my ideas yet. But in 2002, it was really the year of the Patriot, right? 9-11 happened in September of the previous year. Um, and then, of course, all that, like enough said with that. But then you, get, then you come to the Super Bowl, and it's down in New Orleans, and it's the greatest show on turf versus sixth-round draftee Tom Brady, right? And the Patriots and the Patriots are 22 point dogs. And like in NFL terms, that's like, it's like being a 70 point dog, you know, in high school football. So there's no way the Patriots are going to win, right? Tom Brady, just the unknown, like Patriots unknown, whatever. And my first assignment when I got to the Super Bowl was to go with Tom Brady to a press conference. That, that's what it was. It was, it was, Hey, coach Tory, go, go with this guy. Like, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Make sure that no one messes with him. Just kind of stand there, see if he needs anything, that kind of thing. And for me, I was like starstruck, right? Because like I knew Tom Brady as Michigan quarterback. Who cares if he won the game or not? doesn't matter. Like I'm just a college kid at that point. And uh, my wife even asked me today in the last three minutes, she goes, is he really as nice as he looks on TV? Is he really? And I think what you see with Tom Brady is what you get. He's never surrounded by scandals. He's always the leader in the huddle. Now, he's got money and resources now, but he didn't back then in 2002. And so it is. It's a special moment. And there's nothing short of incredible than sitting here tonight, sharing that story with my kids, posting it on Instagram, sharing it with my high school athletes, my middle school athletes who are watching and following me also. And it's like 19 years later, I mean, I'm sitting here just watching on my couch, and he's winning number seven. So. Super special moment, um, and and the game of football has blessed me in a lot of different ways. But it comes back to this. It comes back to Coach Dan. It comes back to Angus Reed. It comes back to Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. When you build authentic relationships and you have a positive culture, the game will love you back. And that's what it's and doing. That's, that's Matt Campbell. You know, Matt Campbell at Iowa State is the process is eventually going to love you back. Yeah. And I, I think about it and. Um, doesn't matter what happens to me in my coaching career doesn't matter what happens to me in my teaching career you can never take that tom brady moment away from me right that's right that's right that's the last thing i'm gonna say (laughs) you think about that and when you said it in 19 years ago he was playing his first there's been 55 super bowls right he's played in 10 and won seven more than two organizations combined in their franchise history Unbelievable. And he's done it with relationship building. And and he's done it the right way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, his, you know, I think one of the things that makes Saban great is he's total control in Alabama because he knows that the minute any kind of scandal surfaces, his reputation is tarnished forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that with presidents. We've seen that with other leaders. We've seen that with other f- football coaches who've won a lot of games. Tom Brady's kind of the same way. It comes down to competing with character. That's going to do it for another edition of Culture Closure. If you haven't listened to How Good Do You Want to Be with Angus Reed, please go check it out. Uh, it's a must listen. Uh, I will go ahead and say it's probably, it's in the top five of our podcast ever released uh, in the two and a half years that we've been around. Um, 
So that'll do it for Culture Closure. Be ready for another episode to drop this Friday in the Culture Classroom.